Hello, listeners. We're back. We're back on the road again. Making another trip. It's, uh, you know... You know, um... I've been, like, extra COVID cautious. And I think some people ask why. And, uh, some of it's because I care about other people. Like, I'm gonna give it a 50-50. And say it's 50% for other people and 50% for me. And, you know, the 50% that's for me is partially because, like, I get sick all the time. Like, people who know me know I have a shit immune system. I get sick more often than most people I know. And then the sickness lasts much longer in me than it seems to in most other people. So it's kind of fucked up, and it it just makes me feel like, boy, you know, if I get this, well, let me let me do it this way. Let me say what Poon Master Flex had to say about it. Because we talked about this yesterday, because I was like, I don't know. I'm still trying to be more cautious than other people. And I guess, I guess it's time in the pandemic for me to just start telling people, like, look, I get it. Like, you're going out and doing X, Y, Z. I'm not doing that shit yet. So I'd love to, uh, I'll sit on a patio somewhere and have a beer with you. I will, like... If you want to come over to my place and have a drink or something, or you want to go for a walk, that's all good activity. But uh, I'm not going to go sit inside a bar with you. That's not going to happen. And, frankly, if that's what you did yesterday, I would, not, I would prefer not to hang out with you today. I'm not saying you got to do a complete quarantine for, like, two weeks before we can hang out, but, like, if you just got off an airplane... You know, hang out with me five days later when you're, like, not dying of COVID, okay? Just do me that favor. And, like, what's weird, too, is when you tell people that you don't have a good immune system, they're always like, oh, do you take vitamin B or whatever? And it's like, fuck off, okay? That doesn't work for me. I'll just explain to you. I exercise regularly. I eat healthy. I Get eight hours of sleep a night most nights. I'm certainly in bed early enough to get eight hours of sleep a night. Like, I'm doing what I can. As far as my health goes, I'm not going to say I'm perfect, because no one can say they're perfect. But, like, there's nothing in my lifestyle that's within my control that a doctor would be like, ugh, this isn't good, or, like, you you should be doing this and you're not. I think I'm covering the bases. They're like, diet, exercise, sleep seem to be the basis to me and like i have no other seeming uh you know uh illnesses or whatever right now so like it seems like it's working but immune system bad and that's like from when i was a kid my mom my mom i was talking to her and she's like i always felt like i should apologize to you about that and i was like what do you mean and she's like Well, that's just how you've been since you were a kid. Like, you were just born that way. And I was like, I don't really see that that's your fault, but okay. And she was like, yeah, it's... She was saying, um, you know, like, when you were a kid, you were, like, a really good baby. And you were really, like, chill. But uh, every once in a while, you would be, like, just playing with something or whatever. You'd get really frustrated and just start crying and go on these crying jags. And then I realized that whenever you were on a crying jag, it was like, oh, he's got another ear infection. He's got another tonsil infection. He's got, you know, and you're like two, so you can't, you don't, you don't know how to tell your parents, like, I think something's wrong with my body. 
It's like, I don't know, maybe in your mid-20s or something, you start to really figure that out. You start to get a handle on, like, I am hungry. If I don't eat soon, I'm going to start being a grouchy asshole. So I should eat soon. And uh, we're going to do this thing tomorrow where I might not be able to uh, stop and eat. So maybe I better make sure and eat a good breakfast. You know what I mean? Shit like that. Where you're like, my body... Uh, doesn't always work perfectly if I don't provide what it needs. Anyway, Foodmaster Flex's way of looking at this was she was like, um, well, if you, I'm very concerned that if you get it, you're going to get long COVID because that seems like, you know, she's like, you're going to get long COVID for sure. Even if you don't actually get, you know, diagnosable long COVID, it's going to be long for you because everything is long for you. I mean, we just shared the same cold. And we took like, you know, between us, I think we took four COVID tests, three rapid, one, you know, for real, and negative. But I had it twice as long as she did. <laughs> so anyway, I just, you know, I'm like, I'm going to get it and it's going to be shitty. Regardless of like how shitty, it's going to be shitty. So... I don't know how I got started talking on this. Probably because I'm going down to work in this library where I've been working partially because they've been short-staffed, partially because of COVID. Anyway. I wish I could remember. But that's, that, I guess that's my COVID update. And, you know, so Poonmaster Flex is worried about me getting it. I'm worried about getting it because I think I'd probably get the longer and more horrible effects and everything. So that's like the 50% for me. I guess the other 50% though is like for other people. And it's like making me a little nuts at work right now because people are like, okay, my industry is very into DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, right? And lots of people will happily correct you if you do something wrong. Um, and, you know, they'll do these things for the community and so on and so forth. But they don't, like, want to wear a mask at work. And I get that. Like, I don't want to wear one at work. But I'm also like, what do you think that this, if this uh, COVID is bad for communities, don't you think it would hit a community that has fewer resources much harder? Like, they wanted to do this big event in person. And especially uh, try and bring in, like, underprivileged kids. And I was like, okay, if a kid is underprivileged, what are the chances that their parents cannot really afford or manage to take two weeks off of work? Do you know what I mean? And so I'm like, so either they lose their job, they can't make rent that month, or they go back into work when they really shouldn't have and give more people COVID. And I'm like, all of these outcomes are bad like exceedingly bad. And I just, I don't know if I can uh, stand by this plan here. This seems like a bad plan. All right? So, I, I don't know. It's th something about the sort of, like, hypocrisy, maybe, or the irony of, like, you know, I understand the causes we're talking about and your passion behind them. And there is really a very simple thing you could do that would probably have a greater effect on the populations that 
are, you know, most concerning you right now. And, uh, but that you're not seemingly willing to do. So, you know, and, or I'm like, maybe you just don't need to go out. Maybe not going out to certain things, certain events and activities would also help these populations. I mean, I know that's not like, I guess I'm trying to balance this here. I'm not trying to say nobody should go do anything. But I'm also saying like, look, if you're super, super concerned about like uh, marginalized people, you should definitely be concerned about the ways that they're getting COVID. And if you work in a place like where I work, where you have a lot of contact with a lot of people, of, you know, completely unknown backgrounds and needs and so on, a way that you could help them would be to not get COVID and not give them COVID. Just saying. Just throwing it out there. We're, we're rapidly approaching episode 500. And I've been debating between... Um, talking about what we would do on episode 500. Of course, we're going to destroy a crockpot, as is tradition among all podcasts that reach episode 500. I know some um, sort of eschew that tradition, cashew that tradition. Um, you know, this being the modern age and everything, and it's kind of a problematic uh, ritual dating back to the earliest times of podcasting. But... Um, I, I'm going to stick with it. I still, I still think it has its merits. You know, I don't want to get into a big politicized debate about uh, the uh, structural political problematization of uh, destroying the crockpot for the traditional 500th episode. I just, I, I don't know. I think I've made my peace with it, you know? But uh, if, if you're worried about it, you can look it up online. You can figure it out and make, make your own piece with it. And if you don't like it, you just skip episode 500 because it's happening. But I've been debating about, like, should I talk about, like, what is 500 going to be? How is this going to work? What's going to make it special? And honestly, I have no fucking idea still. I thought about doing it in, like, a very a-traditional format, you know, that would be more difficult to play. I thought about putting it on physical media and then just kind of releasing it into the wild. So like put it on CDs and send them to the thrift store or like other, other online sort of options like that. But so you'd only be able to get it in physical ways and you'd have to work for it a little bit. But as a, you know, not really popular podcast, of course, this is kind of shooting yourself in the foot because if you, do that, then you'll probably have like three or four people who ultimately listen to episode 500. I don't think I would get rid of like 10 copies of this. Um, but you never know, I guess. I mean, I also considered like maybe I should release it as some kind of physical media, but then, you know, alter it so it looks like it's older. Like, and it's like, you know, some kind of address from something or something. And then just try and, you know, and then I guess once you start it, it just starts with like, hey, so you've probably been horribly tricked. This is a podcast being recorded in, is this 2021, 22? Whatever, 2022. My God. 
So I thought about like mini disc or eight track or some other, you know, horrible formats. I thought about trying to create a format that like self-destructs after it's played, but I was like, I don't know if that really exists in like a physical media. And I was like, I guess you can give someone a link that sort of only works one time or something, but I was like, I don't know. I tried incredibly hard. I'm, I feel very comfortable sharing this because I don't think it's going to happen. But if anyone listening to this has an option, my God, this guy is swerving. Um, I, thought, I thought very hard about and probably spent two or three hours searching the internets to try and uh, have the show broadcast on a radio station. Because I was like, well, don't they have like public broadcast shit? And wouldn't that, like, you know, at night, right? And I'm like, couldn't I get it broadcast, like, in Ohio at 3 a.m. or something? Because, um, you know, of course, at first I was like, well, I'll just buy time at a radio station here. But that's, I guess, not how radio works anymore. They, ha they fill their entire schedule. I suppose it's pretty easy now, because if you don't have call-in radio, right, you just record it whenever and then just play it whenever and it doesn't really matter and then I was like all right well I can't find anything local but I was like surely and I was even like searching fairly podunk towns um and you know radio stations that I was like how much could they possibly have I also <laughs> I ended up definitely in the realm of uh crazy conservative talk radio because I got to be honest, it seems that conservative talk radio is very popular. Uh, there are like entire stations devoted to that. And I'm not sure that I saw one like lefty one. Uh, maybe there was like one or I don't know if you count NPR, I suppose, which I sort of do as lefty. Then that works. But uh, so I was looking at all these insane conservative talk radio station you know it was like they had like i don't know if it was quite alex jones but it was alex jones-esque things and you know just just weirdness but i was like hey if they're willing to fucking sell me the time what whatever i'll do it stupid is a strategy as we say here do i think it's a bad idea yeah i do but um what are you gonna do you know, any port in a storm, but it turns out they don't even do it. And I'm like, if these fucking crazy people won't do it, then who will? I mean, if like, if I can't, if they're like our sort of local version of Alex Jones has a radio show and that needs to be broadcast. And because that needs to be broadcast, there's no way that we can uh, broadcast your show. Like you can't even to have your show broadcast uh, I don't even know what world we're living in it's not like this is information that people are getting also I just don't know why you wouldn't have I thought I thought it would sort of be like you know how TV you know you could have like paid programming I was like maybe the radio has that like maybe if you find the right station they're just like yeah you want to put on an ad for your shit for an hour Go for it. And I'd be like, well, basically, this is an ad for my podcast. And they're like, whatever. I, we don't really care what it is. And I'd be like, perfect. Let's do it.
but that doesn't seem to be an option anywhere. So, I think that option is out. You know, unless somebody listening to this, someone within the sound of my voice is like, oh, here's how you do it. This is how you do it. Um, I found out that you could submit things for broadcast on our local television station. So I was like, well, maybe I should create a, a video version of the show, I guess, and then I could try to broadcast it on on our local TV station, and that would be good enough. But even that seemed crazy. I mean, I don't know. And also, I was like, I have no idea what I would be broadcasting, other than the destruction of the crockpot, I guess. That would be something. But like, other than that, what even is this? Why am I doing this? What's happening? So I guess that idea is still mildly on the table, but, you know, mildly only. <laughs> it's just amazing, like, I don't know, doing this uh, podcast is fun. And also, it's like such a time suck, and it really shouldn't be. Because, like, if you just got on here and talked about things, I think that's the advantage of having, like, a theme. Because when you're, like, each, every, in every episode, we explore X, Y, Z, and we, you know, talk about ABC, and we have question one, two, three, and, you know, like, if you did an interview show, and we're, you're like, we do 10 questions with Helpful Snowman, and I'm like, I ask people the same 10 questions, you know, and it's, could be my neighbor, could be a famous actor then it's like, okay, well, that even if he takes one minute per question, you get a ten-minute episode, throw in a fucking four-minute ad for, like, some kind of vitamin company, which is crazy, because you're like, vitamins seem like they might be a scam. I'm not sure, but they seem like they might be. They're not very regulated, which also is really annoying to me, because I'm like, all right, I understand the FDA is not going to, like, spend the time and money to verify claims that, uh, you know, vitamin D will do certain things. It's like someone says, vitamin D will help your attitude or something. Your attitude. <laughs> Got a teen with a bad attitude? Give him vitamin D. But um, I understand they're not going to verify these sort of claims. I just would like the FDA to, like, look at vitamins and supplements and be like, well, look, this is not going to kill you. This doesn't contain lead. So, that's something. This is safe to consume. Because it's sort of weird, like, the things you can buy online, and then you're like, is this, like, okay to take or whatever? I've been looking at, uh, I think Mayo Clinic has usually, like, a supplement guide. And it's like a red light, yellow light, green light system, where they're like, basically, they're like, it doesn't seem like this would hurt anybody, and as long as it wouldn't hurt or kill you, it's a green light. And if it would hurt or kill you, it's a red light. And if they're not real sure, it's a yellow light. Which I'm like, that's all I'm really asking for. Just like, a, you know, yeah, it seems like you probably aren't going to be the next Arnold when you take this supplement. But uh, it probably won't kill you. So, you know, use it in good health, I guess, which you will be able to. I, things are just so unregulated. Then I thought, okay, so when I couldn't make my radio dream happen, which, by the way, is, like, such a hilarious... 
I don't know. Maybe I got into this idea because I was like, it would be funny to just step backwards, you know? So I was like, mini disc, eight track, whatever. And then I was like, well, really, radio is as far back as it goes, right? So then I was like, maybe I could make my own temporary pirate radio station. So I looked into this uh, also briefly. First, I looked into the technical, which is like usually a mistake when someone's trying to do something and they're like, first, I looked into if it was possible. And I determined that, yeah, it probably was. It probably wouldn't be that difficult for me to make a sort of like uh, small bubble in which this would be broadcast. And then I was like, well, okay. So I know you have to get like a license and do this other stuff. and that turns out to be like a really big deal. Like you have to you have to do all this paperwork and you basically have to show that like uh you have funding that will last for, you know, <laughs> a year or something, which I was like, well, I mean, for what I'm doing, yes, I have the funding to make it last for a year. Um but then, you know, I was like, well, let's say you skipped. Let's say you skipped this or did it wrong. Like, let's say I fucked up this paperwork, right? And so then I was on the hook for something, and I got discovered for doing this, which I don't know how closely monitored, like, pirate radio is. I, I really don't know, but I was like, let's just say hypothetically. I just went for it. And they were, I was like, what, what's the consequence of that? And they were like, fines of up to $100,000 per day. And I was like, all right, well, fuck that then. That's a pretty uh, hefty consequence. So maybe I'll pass on that. Maybe old I will pass But yeah, so that killed my radio dream. Which also, I was like, maybe they should revisit these laws. Because frankly, I don't, no one's listening to the radio. So why would they need such big like consequences for, you know being on uh, unauthorized radio. I mean, no one's listening to the authorized version anyway. Maybe they should just be like, oh, fuck it, just free the airwaves, man. Maybe that should be our, our big movement, free the airwaves. So anyway, I was like, I guess I could just try and get a, a, a radio station, and then I was like, I could just basically broadcast episode 500 on a loop and then I was like, this seems, this seems like it's getting awfully involved for, again, what would end up being like 500 people. <laughs> Not 500. What would end up costing $500 per person who listened is what I meant to say. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think this is going to work out for me, is what I ultimately decided. So creating my own radio station is kind of a bust. Then I thought about making sort of a pirate box, which is, uh, okay, imagine you go somewhere, you sit down, you connect to a Wi-Fi network called Pirate Box, and then uh, you have access to files. And so then you'd have access to this show's file. So what would that would mean is like, only at certain places at certain times would you have access to the file. And then I was like, well, that seems dumb. Because like, why... What if, okay, again, if I was like a big show, a famous show, and I was like, I am going to do a live show, that would be the, the way to do it, right? Or like, I'm going to go on tour, and it's like, while you're on the tour, 
at the end of the show, I'll be like, all right, I'm going to turn on the pirate box while I sign merchandise for everyone who's got merchandise from me somehow. I guess it would all be bootleg merchandise. <laughs> I'll sign your bootleg merchandise and sort of endorse that behavior for some reason. Um, during that signing period, the pirate box will be on so you can download episode 500. And that would be like a way to sort of get people to come to a show. The only problem is I, I'm not nearly famous enough to bring people to a show no matter what I did. The best way for me to bring people, like to get an audience out to a show would be if I was like, I will pay each person who comes $25. Which I also considered. But then I was like, you know... Do I really want to spend like $2,500? Which I don't think I would have to spend. But also, I was like, let's say you even, if you spent $250, that would be a lot, and there would be 25 people there. None of whom were actually interested in this thing. They're just like, when do I get my $25? I'd be like, well, you have to, it's, this is kind of like a timeshare situation where you have to sit and listen to this shit for an hour for $25. Plus, I'd have to pay for wherever the thing was happening. I'd have to pay $25. And, like, I guess the, one of the frustrating things was I was like, you know, doing this $25 thing, I was like, this isn't your worst idea. <laughs> it's really not. I was like, this is kind of a bad idea. And then I was like, it's not your worst idea. You know, and it, it wasn't my most defeating idea. I think the radio was the most defeating idea. Because you're just like, you know, I've been trying to do this thing and like making it work and just doing it, doing it on my own for so long. And it's just like, eh. You know, we'd rather just play the same music we've been playing forever. Because uh, why not? You know? Why, why do something that's not that? That would be... A wild thing to do. I gotta say, too, like, conservative talk radio and conservative social media have the same problem, which is, like, y'all need to figure out how to sell ad space. You're, like, just leaving money on the table. I mean, like, the way I put it in the column I wrote about Truth Social, because I was like, surely you can buy ad space on Truth Social. Surely. And the way I put it in the column about Truth Social was, like, you know, people like me are out there looking to flush money down the toilet on advertising dumb shit. You guys have built a giant toilet. Why not sell me a flush? You know what I mean? It makes sense. But uh, just, I don't know. I don't know if they're not into it. Like if that's part of their aesthetic or whatever, which I guess is possible but seems highly unlikely. It seems more likely that what they're doing is like, uh, just not, they just don't have their shit together. Maybe. I don't know. I guess maybe there's some cachet in like, we don't sell ad space, but frankly, when they don't sell ad space, I'm like, yeah, but I know you're like selling data, so... I don't know, that's just as evil. I would rather be on a social media platform with sold ad space than one with uh, data mining that was taking my personal data and selling it. You know what I mean? 
If those are my options, I've got my selections picked out. <laughs> to be totally honest. The last one I thought about was like, uh, maybe using episode 500 to celebrate the opening of the bar that I want to build in my garage. Because I'm now a 90-year-old man, and this is the sort of thing I do for fun. It's like, maybe I'll build a bar in the garage. And, you know, you measure it out so it'll, like, fit, and you figure out how to work it all, and you're like, I think I could do this. And then you're like, eh, I don't know. The hardest part is, like, going to get the lumber, because I'm like, I gotta go, how am I gonna fit these fucking boards in my car? I got, like, a regular person car. This is impossible. So that was, that was also briefly considered, and I think has mostly, mostly been put aside. Because fuck it. Um, also, because it would require me to, like, finish this bar on a deadline, and some other things that I'm like, I think that would take away from my enjoyment of doing that activity. So, there we are. We're still kind of, uh, I'm still kind of working on it. If anyone's got any, like, great ideas, if you're like, this would be outrageous, uh, I have some, I have some, uh, criteria, which is, first of all, it being stupid and or wasteful is not a, uh, not an issue for me. <laughs> so if you have an idea and you're like, oh, that's kind of stupid or kind of wasteful or, you know, more costly or whatever, I'd, you could still send it my way. I'm, I'm open to stupid and costly and whatever ideas. I, I don't necessarily know that I would do them, but I'm open to them for sure. Um, and I think that's about it. Oh, also, it's, I, I don't know if I'm, well, I know I'm not into doing, like, a big live event, because, you know, I just told you all about how I don't want to get COVID, so I think the last thing I'm going to do is, like, bring even 25 people being optimistic into a room together. That seems dumb. Uh, so I'm not doing that. Also, I'm just not, like, popular enough to do a live event. Um, the only kind of live event I think I would consider would be something like uh, a live event that was destined to fail. You know what I mean? Like a live event that I didn't publicize at all, and I ended up being the only person in an auditorium. So I'm talking and recording, and I, I let jokes land, and it's completely silent. <laughs> That would be amusing to me. And then we could record it and put it on uh, the public TV station. Why can you put things on the public TV station and not, like, radio station? Is it, like, because there is no public? I mean, isn't, like, okay, so NPR is national public radio. But, like, when it's public, it's not really, like, just some wacko can come in and, like, do a show, right? That doesn't seem to be how it works. I mean, I scoured the website. And I was like, how does this work? I don't understand. I have a friend who works there. I probably should just ask her. Be like, let's just say somebody wanted to put on an hour show. And then she tells me, oh, here's how much it would cost. And I'd be like, let's just say someone wants to put on a half hour show. <laughs> let's say someone wants to put on a four minute show. I would even be up for that. They're like, okay, here's what you could do. Buy a commercial spot. 
do a four minute show at you know two a.m. on a Tuesday, I'd be like done. That to me would be like the perfect episode five hundred. Episode 500 happened one time at 3 a.m. on a Colorado radio station for three minutes. I would really have to think about what that three minutes was going to be, although maybe what I would need to do is just record a three-minute thing and then just not even plan it, just do it, and it would be a complete waste. No one would be convinced to listen to the show, and then I'd be like, well, that's what this show is. I'm not going to do something totally different to trick people into listening to a show uh, that sucks. I just said my own show sucks, and I feel bad about that. And then I was like, it's your fucking show. Say whatever you want. <laughs> but, like, it, I don't want some expectation of someone's like, ooh, is this like a new lore or something? Is this going to be an Amazon series soon? If this was an Amazon series, it would basically be one long thing to just be like, Amazon is dumb. Or like, if this was a Netflix series, this would be the one that came up in every article where they're like, Netflix has weird vanity projects buried in their offerings. Here's one of them. Here's the most pointlessest one. I don't know. I don't know how much more pointless this is than some of the other shit I've seen on there. Zing, I guess. True, but zing. It's funny when you're on the interstate how some people are like, their driving style is as fast as possible. And like, I just, I don't understand it. It's like, they're like, the law will not apply to me. I, I will never be caught. Can't stop, won't stop. You know what I mean? It's just weird. I guess maybe if I was richer, maybe I would feel that way. I'd be like, well... You know, what am I what are they gonna do? Give me a two hundred and fifty dollar ticket? Who gives a shit? I've got two hundred and fifty dollar bills coming out of my butt. So like I'll just take one out of my butt and be like, here you go. And move on with my life. Are like points a thing on your license when you're an adult? Like, do adults run out of points? Is that possible to do? I it seems like it's possible, but I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know enough about driving. And law. I assume it must be. But it seems like you should... Okay, on one hand, it seems like you should accrue points your entire driving career. Right? So, like, if you go 25 years of driving and you really have no problems, they should be like, well, he's got a lot of points. So, you know, you can start speeding a little bit if you'd like. But on the other hand, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, do you really certain things that people do maybe it maybe it shouldn't be a point system so much as a thing of like here are things that we revoke your license for and here are things we do not revoke your license for right like i don't the point system seems weird it could just be like look if you get a dui you're going to lose your license for a while if you're going 40 miles over the speed limit you're going to lose your license for a while <laughs> you know like Depending on where it is, of course. Because it's like, I don't know. If we're in some, some spot that's basically like a speed trap, and they're like, this is where we get everybody. You're, you're on the interstate. It goes from 75 to 35 because of construction. And they bust you right away, and you're just like, eh, I don't know. 
this doesn't seem like a dangerous individual. It's weird, too, because, like, people can definitely drive and not be in any trouble. Like, you wouldn't lose any points for anything you're doing, but you're still a horrible driver. And you're, like, causing other people to be in dangerous situations because of your horribility. What's funny is sometimes I'm like, because, you know, I'm not actually recording this while driving, of course. Because sometimes I'm like, I could picture a future where something happens and I'm in a courtroom and they're like, here's exhibits A through, you know, Z25, which is a podcast recorded by the defendant while driving. But then I think about, too, I'm like, well, wait a minute. Uh, This would seem very crazy in, like, 1995. But I'm like, in 2022, half the fuckers on the road are on their phone. And, like, I've got no buttons to push here. And I've got no, nobody's saying anything back. I don't have to listen at all. This is, like, all one-way communication for me right now. Like, I just, my, my brain is, like, barely working. It's sort of like the lower half of my face is doing this show, and the upper half is just clicking along, keeping, keeping the organs working. But, uh, so I don't know, that seems like a valid argument, right? Like, well, wait a minute, if you're going to get mad at me for being uh, podcasting, what about everybody who's on the phone? In a, in a state that has no hands-free law, by the way, which is fucking crazy. Although... I gotta say, everyone's like hands-free, you know, hands-free this, hands-free that. And I'm like, is the hands-free aspect? I get it. Like, texting is fucking crazy. And uh, you probably shouldn't be able to text while you're driving. And I know that's like, well, that would fuck up everyone. Like, what about when you're a passenger? And I'm like, eh, what about when you're a passenger? Who cares? So you can't text for an hour. If you're a passenger, just talk to the driver. (laughs) I don't know. It seems like we could work this out and just be like, well, you know, there's X number of horrible deaths and X dollars of damage every year because everybody's like fucking around on their phone when they should be driving. But, you know, I I would hate to take away someone's ability to text. I would hate to take a sullen teen's ability to text away from them while they're in the car with dad. Maybe that should be the exception. If you own a phone, but you don't have a driver's license, then you can text. That way, sullen teenagers can still text. Be like, ugh, whatever, dad. And then, you know, the dads who are like, well, TBH, I would prefer that my sullen teenager text while we drive, as opposed to uh, being dismissive and (laughs) a punk to me. Yeah, maybe just for those couple years. I mean, maybe that's the perfect time period, too, is between, like, 13 or 14 and 16. Seems like the right time to... That you just... Do you, do you want to talk to your dad at that time? Does anyone... Nobody's dad knows anything. Uh, it's like a, a biological fact of human biology. <laughs> that when you turn 13... Your dad becomes the biggest idiot in the world. And then, then he, his sense comes back to him. But for that, for that brief period, your dad is a huge fucking idiot. And there's nothing you can do about it. 
no idea what the uh, speed limit is here because it's like 30 in a construction area, but then the construction area ends. But there's no like, okay, now hit the gas, my friends. It's just like, eh, eh. This is one of the areas I'm talking about where if you get the ticket for going way, way over, they should be like, well, you know, if he floored it towards the nearest person, it would take three or four minutes before his vehicle would actually collide with that person's body. <laughs> so I think this was maybe not as unsafe as, as it appears on paper. You're picturing him zooming through a construction zone, but there's nobody here. So I don't know, 500 still up in the air, which is a little bit of a problem because we're getting pretty close, everybody. We are not that far from EP 500. And uh, we might have to figure out something else. I don't know. We may have to, like, push it back in some stupid way, in some arbitrary way, which is I think we did this for one of the hundreds, one of the milestones where I was like, well, let's just, we'll skip episode, it was like 400, let's say. And so that we went from 399 to 401, 402, 403, 404, and then back to 400 once we figured out what it was going to be. <laughs> I don't know. Do you really need a sign for your, your housing development when the houses are like from the 500s? Like is price, is that in anyone's mind, a low enough price that it's uh, something to advertise, something to, like, crow about. And also, if your houses are from the 500s, which means they're, like, minimum 550 to 6, probably, they're probably 6 by the time you get moved in. Is that, like, when you buy a $600,000 house, are you, like price conscious in that way. Do you know what I mean? Like, is the low price, are you like, I want people to know that I got a good deal on this or something? Or is like, buying a $600,000 house is part of that, like, I bought a $600,000 fucking house. Like, maybe the sign should just be like, these houses are expensive, but they're pretty nice. So, I don't know, you know, think it through. Something? Something like that? I don't know. What I don't know anything about real estate other than, you know, Poonmaster Flex and I for the last like couple years have been like, should we try to buy a house? And then we have our yearly, should we try to buy a house period? And then we follow the housing market online and, you know, look at like, oh, here's what's available, da 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 da. And then we have our annual conversation where we're like, well, looks like we're going another year without buying a house. <laughs> Looks like we're giving up for the year. It's nice to have an annual giving up conversation. Oh, that, that brings us full circle. Because the other thing about COVID, why I've been like cautious about COVID, is because like uh, I don't find anything in life worth risking COVID for. Now, remember, my risk seems higher in some ways than others. Poonmaster Flex was like, I know you've never been diagnosed with, like, an immune disorder, but I think you, there's something wrong with your immune system. And I was like, I agree. It's nice to hear someone else say that, because I'm like, well, when you think that, but I'm like, I mean, I think I have everything when I look up symptoms of stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm dying, for sure. Um, 
But like everything I do, I'm like, would it be worth if I got COVID from doing this? Would I be like, it was worth it? And like everything I would do, I'm like, not really. I mean, like going to the movies, right? Boonmaster Flex and I used to do a regular date where we would go out to this theater. So we'd go out to dinner before. It was like at a, you know, brew pub. It wasn't like fancy or anything, but we'd eat dinner, get a little toasted, go to the movies, uh, eat some popcorn, and drive home. And so, you know, that was like a nice thing. And both of us are like, I mean, was it so fun that it's like worth risking COVID? And it's like the movie is going to the movies that fun. And we're both like, eh, not really. And then, you know, other things that I would do, I'm like, I guess I would go sit like in a coffee shop and work on some writing or something. And I'm like, but is that like so fun that I'm like, if I got COVID from doing that, would I be like, eh, it was worth it? No, but not. So, you know, I was like, well, part part of why COVID has been so easy for me is because, maybe because I'm a little depressed. So I'm like, well, nothing is, nothing is fun. So therefore, nothing is worth the risk. But also because I just, I guess the advantage of not having fun doing things is that, like, you don't have, I don't have this thing where I'm like, oh, my soul needs to go to the, to spin class. I just, that's not in me. That's not part of my uh, my thought process of, like, if I don't go to spin class, I'll just die. You know, it's been too long since I've gone to the rodeo. I'm like, eh, not really. Like, I don't, I don't miss that. Or, like, not going to the gym and just exercising in my own garage has been, like, the best life upgrade ever. I love it. I simply love it. It's so good. Such a worthwhile investment. If you've got the space in your house for whatever equipment you want, I would do it. I would really do it. Like, it's worth it. And, you know, I, I went through the same thing. I thought about it. You know, I was like, well, I, I wouldn't have all the options. It's nice to have all the options in the gym. Because you're like, oh, maybe I feel like doing the rower today or something. But ultimately, what you get in return is, like, well worth it. So, you know, that's the other problem with uh, being COVID is just like, I like hanging out with people. The one thing that I miss is doing, you know, events with like a group of friends, mini golf tournaments or like Santa Rampage stuff or whatever. But, you know, it's, it's fine to not do it. And again, part of the depression too is I'm like, oh, nobody's asked me about it. And nobody else has been like, oh, I'm going to throw a thing. So I'm like, eh, you know, maybe other people are fine without it, too. I don't know. I'd still like to do it in the future, but I've gotten to this place where I'm like, instead of saying, once this is over, I'm going to do X, Y, Z, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to just start thinking about what I'm going to do when this is over, when it's over. Like I'm just going to put aside those sorts of thoughts until it's over, and then I'll be like, what do I want to do? All right. We'll see you next time.